Folks, you know you're in for a treat when you hear that tune because it's time for another week of the Rec Poker Podcast. This is the Forums Edition where we're talking strategy. I'm your host, Jim Reed, Bluffsterini in the home game and at Rec Poker Jim on Twitter. And I've got the best freaking job in the world hanging out here on the Forums Edition of the podcast talking poker with my friends while we steal each other's chips in the free nightly home game. Now, I have to thank our sponsors, the Running Aces Hotel, Racetrack, and Casino. You can find out more about them at runaces.com. Most of what we do here is free. We're a largely volunteer-based organization, so we depend on the support of our sponsors like them and our premium members. Uh, One of the perks of being a premium member is you get to join the show uh, here on the forums edition of the podcast. We've got premium member Eric Anderson in the room. We'll be meeting him in just a moment. Um, But thanks again to Running Aces and thanks again to all our premium members for their support. For only $15 a month, you can support what we do here at Rec Poker and unlock all the training materials and Zoom events and discussion groups and book studies uh, that are a part of our premium membership. And you can get your first month for only five bucks using the code RecPoker at checkout. Uh, so give us a try and show your support and unlock some of this fantastic, amazing uh, training uh, material available to our premium members. Now, they let me host the show on Mondays, but I'm just one man. It takes a group, a gang, a village, a crew to make all the magic happen here at Rec Poker. We call this gang of wizards the Wrecking Crew. And if you want to find out more about me and the rest of the Wrecking Crew, you can go to rec.poker slash crew. But just listen up. You're going to meet a few of them right here on the show tonight, starting with producing co-host Chris Jones. I'm Chris Jones. You can find me 5b5 on Twitter or 5 by 5 in the Poker Stars home game or leading our monthly uh, strategy segment called the deep dive. And I'm Keith Brandt. That's monkey system just about everywhere. And I run the monkeys off table tools segment every month. I'm Rob Washam. You can find me as Rabman 50, just about everywhere. And on the first and third Wednesdays of each month, you can find me hosting the book study. And I mentioned we're joined by longtime premium member Eric Anderson. Eric, I'm going to put you on the spot. Why don't you tell folks in the audience one of the things that you love about being a Rec Poker premium member and also where folks can find you either in the home game or on the website? Well, the best place to find me is at eanderson85 right on rec.poker. Um, and what I like most about being here is, is uh, I think you learn a lot faster with the team and uh, this is a very approachable group. I like all you guys. Um, it's a great place to interact. I'm really surprised that more people don't take advantage of it. It's only 15 bucks a month. Um, it's a piece of cake. <laughs> it's a- Cheers. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Eric. Couldn't couldn't say it better myself. Um, and I, I, we love it when we get uh, folks like Eric joining us here in the forums edition of the podcast. Um, it's just, well, like I say, one of the perks. Come check us out for 15 bucks a month. Um, but... Uh, the forums edition is based around our free forums. This isn't just for premium members, folks. All it takes is an email address and a smile to come join the Rec Poker community and unlock all the fantastic stuff that we do here for free. Uh, so I hope that it, folks do go and check it out. Um, this forum post is by John Lutzi, longtime member of Rec Poker. And it's about milestone satellites. It's really just a question about milestone satellites. Uh, John says... 
I played my first milestone satellite today at Running Aces and won a seat. Um, they paid 20% and the bubble got the remainder of the prize pool. Um, we started with 15,000 chips and when you get to 80K, you won your seat. Um, and so let's talk a little bit about how the milestone satellite uh format differs from a typical satellite. So in a typical satellite, up until recently, this is how satellites were run. There was X number of seats available. Let's say there were 10 seats available. And whoever the last 10 players in the tournament were won those seats. So you really had to, it didn't matter if you had one chip left or all the chips left. Um, when the bubble burst, everyone won the same prize. And so there's a very established satellite strategy that is maximizing your ability to get into the money. And it really doesn't matter what happens once you get into the money. And the incentive, the incentives for satellite tournaments are very different from a typical tournament because gaining chips is a lot less important than not losing chips. The Milestone Satellite is a new format that's been uh, kind of taking the world by storm over the last year or so. And there are two ways to win a seat or a prize in a Milestone Satellite. You can, like the others, just be one of the last remaining players who, uh, uh, who are, have not busted yet in the tournament. And then you can win a ticket that way. Or if you hit a certain threshold of chips, a certain Milestone then you also automatically win a seat right then. And so it introduces a new incentive for players to build up a stack because if they can get to this threshold, this milestone of number of chips, then they don't have to just wait around and fold and try and make the money at the end to do it. Which So I think it's a fantastic addition because it shakes up kind of the structure of what's otherwise a pretty boring satellite structure. Um so let's just start right there. So who's kind of heard about the Milestone satellites? Who's got questions? Who's got answers? Chris, you unmuted first. What are your thoughts yeah, on this? I have lots of questions. So I'm I'm going to wait to listen to uh, some other people on the panel to talk about the strategy side of this a little bit more. But one of the things that I think that this is the future, and I think that one of the reasons it's the future is because satellites are such a drag. Like I've almost stopped playing them because it's just like, you're incentivized to just sit there and stall until somebody makes you stop stalling. And if you're not stalling, you're actually cheating yourself out of. Uh, and so it just becomes this just drag out, just brutal. Like I, I just it's it's not a fun experience to to play through a satellite. But this actually incentivizes you to play some poker. Um, now I don't know how much it incentivizes you and that's what I'd like to sort of get into the conversation around, but there are certainly reasons to go for, to try to do chip accumulation in this format versus the other format where if you, as like you said, if you have one chip, you, you get the same seed as somebody who has a million chips. So I'm really excited about the format. Um, but it's not one that I have studied much and I'd be curious what others think about how we should approach these. Uh, Rob, you unmuted first, and then Keith, I think, jump on in. Yeah, I just uh, talking about the format. Um, there's a couple of ways they run these. Um, one way is um, once you hit that goal, whatever it is, um, your chips are taken out of play. You win your seat, and the amount of chips over and above what it required to reach are distributed back into the playing, back to everybody else at your table. 
So at that in that format, the number of chips you need remains the same. Then they have other formats where all the chips that you earn over and above the amount that you need to get the seat are also taken out of play. In those types of, of formats, then the number of chips required for the rest of the people are diminished by the amount that you have taken out of play. Now, this one is really weird the way they did it because if they were doing it um, the right way, if there's 10 seats left, then to get a seat, you would need 76,500 chips because that's how many, there was 765,000 chips in play. So they upped it. And not only that, but when somebody was removed from the tournament, they would take that 80,000 plus any that he had over and above that and remove them all, but not change the amount of chips it required to get there. So it, you need to understand that because that's going to be very important when you try to figure out the normal strategy in a satellite is if you have 75% of the average chip stack when the tournament break, you can stop playing, basically. You can, you're at a point where you don't need to take any more risks. But if that number is very close to that number that you need to actually just win the seat, then that gives you more incentive to keep going for it. But you have to make sure that you understand because that number of chips required at the end is going to, is changing in this format. It's changing as people get, get to that milestone and take out more chips. All of a sudden that changes the, the computation you would need to figure out, can I still earn a seat? So those are all things you need to consider when you're in this milestone satellites. And, and Rob, just to clarify before um, we talk to Keith for a second. So in every case, when you win your seat, when you hit that threshold, they take your chips out of play. The only question right. is, in some formats, do they redistribute the chips that you had above that threshold? And in some right. formats, they just take them out of play as well, d diminishing the number of chips in play for the entire tournament. Right. Um, and then they would have to adjust the threshold. And so is that is that done in real time, Rob, in, these, in that second format? Um, as they remove extra chips, they update you know, right. like the player clock, the tournament clock to say what the new target, the new threshold I, is, the new milestone is? I would assume so, but I've never played one. So I'm just going by um, what I've read about those formats and how they work. Yeah. So um, like I say, this format here, and I and Keith can talk about it because he's actually played the MSPT um, milestone satellites before, and they're using that format here at Running Aces. So Let's mm. let's hear from Keith of how how he says that they're running them. Okay, one one thing I wanted to add to everything that Rob said is that in the two formats, it doesn't sound at on the outset like it makes much of a difference to strategy. It makes a, a lot of difference to strategy depending on the format because if you're in the format like the WSOP Caribbean they just had, where uh, they only take they only took the milestone out play and return the other chips to the other players at your table 
the only way you're going to win that satellite is to hit the milestone. You're, they're not, there's not going to be a bubble there except for the one who, that uh, busts out at every, is the last one to not have 75,000 basically. So, uh, whereas in, in the format in Minnesota at the MSPT, and now the MSPT is running this in, in their whole series this year, um, you start with 15K, they take 20%, and uh, if you hit 80K, that's the milestone, and they're going to take all your chips out of play. Yeah, there's going to be a bubble where some people are going to make it and some not at the end. Every time they take somebody out who hits the milestone, uh the uh the the target stack decreases and when you're playing a regular satellite uh the, you want to get to the target stack so you can shut down mm -hmm. and, and you can do that in these also but if you're but be careful about the format you're in because you might not be able to shut down so that's, that's that was that's that was my question is is the how close do they make is the milestone just something they pick before they know how many players there are or is it is the milestone the same as the 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 target stack you want to get to to finish out in the mspt ones the milestone is actually higher than what the average chip stack is going to be uh at the bubble or, or after the bubble breaks so that's why there's a possibility there where that some players are going to get their seat without ever hitting the milestone. But, but do they, do they change the milestone as they remove chips? Because no. the way John Lutzi was talking about it, um, they didn't, it, they kept it yeah. at 80 and 80 was actually bigger than it should have been to begin with. Yep. yep. So yep. it, it, that's, uh, that's interesting. So you, you need to pay attention how many chips are left in play because yeah. then that changes that formula we talked about of what is how many chips are going to be the average chip stack when the bubble yeah. breaks yeah it it sounds to me like with the if you have the more like where it's a straight milestone like the, the caribbean one you're speaking to keith that's one where you're gonna you're gonna be incentivized to go for it the whole tournament like you just want to hit that number and like that's your goal and the mspt one sounds like one where you're going to want to start early on trying to make that milestone but the more people who hit the milestone the more you're going to start to shell up and turn into like more of a satellite game mm -hmm. where now you're just trying to 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 be one of the last people standing and like the closer and closer you get to that as more and more chips get removed and fewer and fewer people have chips now you're just getting into survival mode that's what yeah. that would be how i would adjust to these does that seem reasonable Exactly. Yeah, because you know, and and the I've, I've been running the numbers on these, and when the, when it gets really down there, uh, you know, where there's only like, say you're in one where the, it's going to take ten seats, uh, say five people have already uh, hit milestones, and there's five left. The remaining people need quite a significant amount less to survive. Mm -hmm. And it's and because there's so many, so much less chips remaining in the tournament, it's going to be harder and harder for anyone to even hit that milestone. Right, they're gonna right. they're gonna have to double up from something like 50k or something to hit it. 
And I, I have a question about that WSOP format you talked about. Mm -hmm. um, so what you're saying is there is no bubble. Well, when there's one more seat left, that or there's one where there's one more player left in the number of seats, that's the bubble. Somebody's got to hit seventy five thousand, and that'll be it. But what if what if there's if they're giving away ten seats, let's say, mm -hmm. and there's um nine left to go, and the tenth player is taken out. Because the first guy already won a seat. There's nine seats left. There's mm -hmm. 10 players left in this satellite. And then number 10 goes out. Don't the rest automatically get a seat, regardless of whether you have 75,000 or not? They have to. Yeah, there'd have to right? be the different players. There'd have to be the chips would have to be distributed in such a way that someone could take someone out but not exceed the threshold. Um, right. But right. say somebody, yeah. the 10th player had like 15,000 chips. This guy had 50,000 chips and he takes them out. Nobody has 75,000, but there's only nine seats remaining and there's nine players remaining. So they would all get a seat. They don't have to That's, hit the 75,000 to get a seat. But in order for that to happen, there has going to have to already be people that are way over 75,000 because of the total number of, of chips that are left. And they're out of the mm. tournament. There's right. no huge the, what the the yeah actually the math probably works out this way because there are no huge stats like I was like but how does that work what if has somebody has a million chips but they can't have a million chips because right. mm -hmm. they're, they're be gone. gone they'd be gone right yep yeah but that, is so that means they have to establish the milestone after the you've, you've closed registration because if a hundred people register after you have your milestone at fifty thousand then you've got a lot more chips in play. Yeah. Well, not necessarily. I mean, if you have a starting stack of uh, like if you, the buy-in's $200, the satellite's a thousand to get into a thousand dollar tournament. And you say yeah. you start with 20,000 in chips, you could say, well, it's going to be five X. So you got to get to a hundred thousand or whatever. Right. Right. So right. I think that's how you do that. You, yeah, you it's, on it's one stack, of out of one stack. of every five or one out of every 10 or whatever, rather than. Oh, I see. It's just based on rake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So would you would you cap the number of entrants based on how many seats you could give away, or would you add seats if people continue to register, so yeah. that the so that the ratio? Yeah, the seats would add up the more people who registered. I think. I think until, that's the only way until they max out the number of dealers that can support it. That'd, that'd be the only <laughs> yeah. Thing to stop yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So, so it's not. So it's really like the formula is fixed. Yeah. Um, where it's just a function of, um, you know, like what's the multiplier, the, right. the, the, the number of players divided by the number of seats, take that number and multiply the starting stack by that number. And that's going to be your, your milestone. Yeah. Um, okay. Yep. That makes sense. I like that. That's what yeah, it and should then, be. Then, but it, and like then somebody on one at running aces, uh, it wasn't that way. Yeah. That's right. kind of weird. Yeah. That is weird. It's a, it's kind of a hybrid. Yeah. So I'm kind of, so they're really the hybrid. I said at the beginning, there's, there's two different formats. There's the one where you take out the threshold and distribute the remaining chips amongst the players at the table. And there's the one where you remove the extra chips and size down the actual threshold. But it sounds like there's a third one where we actually remove the chips and don't size down the milestone. Um, but you would still size down your own uh, target right. for right. what 75% 
of the average stack at the time that the bubble bursts, um, which is just a smart way to be thinking about these. Because there are two ways to win these chips still, by, by hitting the milestone and by being one of the last surviving players in the tournament. So, uh, Keith, do you remember, did they update the number of chips in play as people were taken out? You know, actually, um, I haven't played in one of those. I was commenting on it because of what I read oh, about okay. it. Yeah, oh, so okay. I, I don't know what they did. But that last year when I played, they, they yeah. did a different kind of milestone last year at MSPT at Aces where they, they took some, they, they, the, the, the chip leader at the break, at each break, got his seat and took all oh. his chips. And they were keeping the leaderboard oh. updated with that information. Okay. That's cool. So you can still do your computation to get the what yep. chip stack do I need to survive the bubble? Yep. I still remember the conversation I had with the tournament director because because I asked him, "Are you going to put the uh, the new number of chips in, uh, up on the leaderboard?" Oh yeah, because that way you can do your calculation, right? You know, so <laughs> right. he already knew what the that strategy was, was. That must have been John, huh? <laughs> I, I don't remember. Was that John Barrow? I don't probably, probably, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that guy's the best. Uh, yeah, yes. All right. Well, uh, this was a really good conversation. So I think we we at least covered some interesting territory here. Um, John uh, Luzzi does talk about actually a hand that comes up in this tournament. But I think this uh, episode is best served by just having this general conversation about the format. Um, so, John, uh, Lucy, thanks for uh, typing in your question into the forums. And if folks are interested in a hand example from a, a, a satellite structure like this, um, you can click on the show notes. I'll put I'll make I'll make sure to include the link to this post in the show notes, and you can follow along with John and Eric Binkley and uh, Radman Fifty and Keith Monkey System. Um, a few bunch of a few people that have added some thoughts and some details to sort of flush out this difference in the different uh, milestone satellites and how we might adjust our play accordingly. Keith um, and everyone else, is there anything else that we should add before we roll on out of here? Yeah. Uh... Daryl Carney, uh, Wrecking Crew guy, yes. wrote another book on Milestone Satellites. It's actually an addendum to his current satellite book. Uh, I don't know if it's been added to the current satellite book. I bought it as the separate book, yes. which was a short book, like if, a, if you, $5 or something like that. What he said is if you already own the book, you can download it for free. Yeah. You can download the extra. It's an extra. He calls it an ebook, but it's really just a chapter or two that yep. shows the differences yep. between um, milestone satellites and the regular satellites. So they're keep, they're trying to keep up with the ch the game as it changes. Yep. <laughs> and that, and it's, it was an eye opener to me going over that stuff. How it, how much it changes the way you calculate uh hmm. chance of caching and and how ICM affects the big player instead of the smaller players. Yep, I like it. All right, well, uh, thank you so much to uh, John Lutze for firing that post off. Uh, thank you to Eric, Chris, Rob, and Keith for joining me here in the booth. Thanks to the Running Aces Hotel, Racetrack, and Casino for all their support. And thanks to you, the listeners. Uh, thanks for subscribing to the podcast and listening along. Uh, we're big fans of you, too. See you next week on the Red Poker Podcast.